All right, so. Recording in progress. In the uh, beginning of the Torah, Torah says, Bereshis bar In the beginning, Abisha made the heaven and the earth. And the commentaries all wonder why is it that God created the world <coughs> with the letter base. Not just the commentaries, the Gemara and Yushalmi in Chagiga asks this question, what's the point of starting the Torah with the second letter of the Alphabase? Actually says that the Hashem meant to pacify the uh, letter Aleph. So Aleph was upset. For 22 generations, Aleph wanted to be the beginning of the Torah until when God gave us the Torah Mount Sinai, when the Aleph was used for the beginning of the Ten Commandments. So there certainly was a a uh, argument that the Torah should have begun with the letter um, Aleph. But why is it that, it, that it, why didn't it? So Gemara says because the word Aleph starts the word Arur, which means opposite of blessing, and Beis is Baruch, which is blessing. So the Torah begins with blessing. Beis stands for blessing. There's a story in Gemara about a king named Talmai. Talmai wanted to, it was a Greek king, and he wanted to get the authentic translation of the Torah. But he knew that if he asked the sages of Israel to translate the Torah for him, so they would all, uh, they, would, they, would, they would make it in a way that, that's more presentable for him. You want to get the real version. So what did he do? He took the 70 sages, and he put them to 70 different rooms, and he asked them to translate the Torah individually. But Hashem gave them all divine inspiration that they all should know exactly how he needs to hear the Torah. It's interesting, some of the changes that they made. One of the changes they made was uh, they changed the word Arneves, which one of the non-kosher animals, a rabbit, a hare, they changed it to, um, to, another, to another word, something which walks on all four legs, I don't know, whatever they changed it to. So <laughs> why they changed it? Because the Talmud's wife, his name was Arnevis. Oh. So, uh, so they didn't, didn't want to insult the king with this. His wife was named an unkosher animal. Anyway, so, um, and many other changes. One of the cha- the first change they made was in the first words of the Torah. Instead of the Torah saying, in the beginning, God created the world, they changed it to Alakim Bara Hashem created at first. Instead of in the beginning, God created it, they changed it around. Why they changed it around? Because they were afraid that if they would keep it the way it is, the king might think that there's some other kind of idol called Bereshis. And the idol called Bereshis, that idol created a God. God was created by the idol called Bereshis. Right, Bereshis, Bereshis, the God called Bereshis, he created the God called the, the other God called Elohim. So in order to... Um, Make sure that that, that, that wasn't um, the, the people should get it right. The king should get it right. They El Kim So it's interesting that in the Torah that they made for him, the translations that they made for him, the Aleph is the first letter of the Torah. His Torah starts with an Aleph. Although um, the simple reason for this is because just they didn't want him to uh, misunderstand the Torah. But everything in the Torah is precise. Everything in the Torah is the story in the Torah, the story in the Mara. Since the story in Gemara, it, it's not just a story, but every detail of the story has profound meaning. So why is it that in his Torah, start, Torah starts with an Aleph, and in the real Torah, 
Torah starts with a with a base. So to understand this, huh? so bad. Let's say this. Let's say there's there there's in in the famous marsh, the example of the of the Dubna Magid. The Dubna Magid says that um, someone asked him how he makes stories, so he answered, "Oh, I'll tell you a story." Because once was an archer, and the archer saw this child who had every arrow in the bullseye. So, um, so, so, so he asked the child, how is it possible you're able to get such perfect aim? And the child says, I first shoot the arrow and paint the bullseye around it. So Dumagat said, same as with me, first I think about the point of the story. Once I have the point of the story, I can write the whole story around it. So a, an example the Torah gives, a story the Torah says, is emes, it's true. It may be this is the, this is the cause, that's the cause, but it, it, that's just external. It's it's the reason why this is the right story, why the story is the way it is, because it reflects the truth of Hashem. So therefore, it must be that every part of the story has a has content. It's I, I don't know if it's because they wouldn't have done it if not. It, it, it it's it's more like there is a uh, this is a story of Torah, and therefore every part of it must have have meaning. Uh uh-huh. So that's what they did. Now we're gonna. Now, right? They had their they had their reason. They had their reason. Their reason was because they didn't want racial relegation. But, but there must be. This is the something the Torah says. There must be deeper. So, since the Torah tells us a story, right. the Torah is, so therefore every part of the story must have meaning. So, what's the meaning? So, it says in the Gemara that Hashem spoke to Moshe from between the cherubs, between the crew, and the Gemara asks. The heavens, the greatest heavens, they can't possibly contain you. Why would Hashem speak to Moshe Rabbeinu from this tiny little space between the cherubs in the, in the tabernacle? And the Talmud explains that God contracted, He made a tzimtzum in His, in his uh, divine presence, and He contracted Himself to be between the two poles of the ark. So the words the Talmud used, tzimtzum, is a word that's used often in Kabbalah, but the meaning of the word in Gemara is very different to the way that word is conventionally used in Kabbalah and Chassidus. The general meaning of tzimtzum is sort of like a teacher and a student. The teacher has a deep understanding of a certain subject. He wants to convey to his student something of the subject. So he doesn't give the student the full picture the way he sees it. He, he, the, the, the teacher considers... What is my student able to understand from what, I, what I've learned? And he takes that and he contracts it and he, and he gives the student something else. He gives the student a, a fraction of what he understands. He understands a whole deeper picture. And he contracts the idea that he has and he takes one detail or a part of, a part of what he understands and he gives the student only a part of it. So the, the meaning of contraction over there contracting the idea is very simple. He's a mitzamsim. He's not giving the whole thing. He's just giving a part of the idea. However, when we say that God contracted, He made a tzimtzum in His in the divine presence between the two poles of the ark, it doesn't mean that God gave us less. It means that in that transmission of Torah to Moshe Rabbi, Hashem gave us His whole essence. The whole, God's entire essence, which is infinite, somehow was 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 compressed into the two poles of the, between the two poles of the ark, 
And so in the information that God gave Moshe Rabbeinu, in the words that God told Moshe Rabbeinu, there's far beyond what we can understand. Or not just far beyond what we can understand, there's far beyond logic and period, far beyond all kinds of logic. In the Torah, in the words that God told Moshe Rabbeinu, there is the essence of Hashem. So it simply doesn't mean that he contracted and he limited and only gave a small part of the Torah, a small part of his wisdom, rather means he compressed. He compressed himself and all that... Uh, he, he, he compressed himself into every word and into every part of Torah. So this tells us the, um, that the Torah isn't really a logical thing. Torah isn't just information. That's just the way we receive Torah. We receive Torah as something that we understand. But that's not what Torah really is. What is Torah? Torah is the essence of Hashem. Hashem puts His essence in Torah. And the Jew learns Torah in this world. And it says in the Gemara, How fortunate is someone who comes to the next world. And he has Talmud Abiyadeh, he has his Torah in his hand. He, he, he's achieved something, he knows Torah. Why is it considered uh, praiseworthy to come to the world to come with your Torah? That you learned in this world. Because whatever you learned in this world is only a fraction of, of what is really in Torah. But you'll learn the same Gemara, you learn in this world you'll learn the inner meaning, the soul of, that, of, the, of, of the Torah, as it is in the higher world. And, and, and then go deeper and deeper. Bria, Yetzira, there's a Torah the way it is in Asiya, the way Torah is in this physical world. But then there is a, the, a whole different subject matter of Torah that is the counterpart of the Torah we're learning in this world. As the Shalom says, The Torah really speaks about the spiritual and hence the physical. So there is the... There is a little bit of the information of Torah, the understanding. But beyond the information, there's, more, there's far deeper information that we're not understanding. And beyond all understanding, there is the essence of Hashem, which is the main, main ingredient, if you will, of Torah. God Himself is in the Torah. That's what we say in our prayers. With the light of your face, you have given us, what have you given us? So the next sentence is, Torah is Chaim, you and us the Torah of life. But if you translate the first part of the sentence, you've given us Hashem our God. <clears throat> you've given us yourself. With Hashem giving us the Torah, He's given us Himself. When, when a Jew studies Torah, He's not just studying Torah. He has God Himself in the Torah. So, if um, that's the main ingredient in the Torah, that means that our approach to Torah is to connect to what's really in the Torah. What's, what, what, what the first and most important part of Torah the first most important part of Torah is this is, this is Hashem. That's why the Torah is called Mashal Kanmeni. Torah is called the, a parable for the one who preceded the world. The Torah is, the, every word of Torah is not really the subject matter of Torah. That's not the important part of it. The important part of it is that it's a parable that it, in this, in these information, you have the essence of God. It's a little child's learning Kamat Salafah, and a great Torah genius is learning the deepest secrets of the Torah. But in them both, you have the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem is present. That's why it says that the reason that Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, says the Gemara, why was Beis Hamikdash destroyed? It was because they didn't. The, the, why was the land destroyed? The land of Israel destroyed. It was because the, the, the Torah was lost. So, so the Gemara explains it wasn't they didn't learn Torah. So because they didn't make a bracha uh, on the Torah before they learned it. What's the big deal? They learned Torah. Well, what's what's the big deal? They didn't make a bracha. They make a bracha. At least they learned Torah. So the Bach explains, it's not the, the actual blessing that, that, that Tom was referring to. They, said this, they may have said the blessing, that's not, that's not really the point. 
The point is they weren't really, in, they weren't, they didn't experience the meaning of the blessing. What's a blessing? We say every morning, bless you, God, who gives us a, gives us a Torah. Besides the Torah, the most important thing is not the Torah itself, it's the giver of the Torah. There's the Torah, and then there's the giver of the Torah. When you learn Torah, the first thing that you're trying to do is connect the giver of the Torah. The fact that there's information is secondary. That's why the Torah begins with letter base. That all that we understand in Torah, that's really secondary. That's not really the main thing in Torah. The main thing in Torah is the essence of Hashem. Whatever we're talking about, that's base, that's second. It's interesting that in the Talmud also, Talmud, every, every uh, book of Talmud begins with page 2, page daf base. Simple reason is because the title page is considered page 1. But a deeper reason is because whatever you understand in Torah, that's not it. So in the Torah that was given to Talmai, in his Torah, he doesn't have in his Torah the essence of Hashem. The way, the way Hashem put his essence in the Torah that he gave to us, but in the Torah of Talmai, the Torah of this Greek king, all he has is what they're giving him. All he understands is what he understands. There's no other ingredient there. Therefore, in his Torah, so he's like in the example of the teacher and the student, where the teacher gives a fraction of what the teacher understands to be understood by the student, and all the student has is what the teacher gives him. The student doesn't have any more, anything else. All he has is a little bit the teacher gives him. On, however, when a Jew studies Torah, what isn't present in the Torah, what's present in the Torah is the essence of Hashem. And therefore, what does he have in the Torah? He has the Aleph. What he's learning, the understanding, is letter base. That explains why the Torah, the beginning of the study of the Torah every year, is after Simcha's Torah. What do we do on Simcha's Torah? Simcha's Torah, we dance with the Torah. We dance with our feet. And we, we dance with the Torah the way the Torah is wrapped up with its mantle. We don't study Torah. I mean, we could study Torah also, but that's not really the focus of, 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 the, uh, of, of, of Simcha's Torah. We actually learn a lot less in Simcha's Torah. And uh, you would think, like, let's do both. Let's dance and let's, and, and let's learn. No, we dance. Why do we dance? Because in the beginning of something, you have to focus on what the thing is about. You have to know what, what, what the essence of it is. So when we, a Jew begins to study Torah, what is Torah? Lock it up. Clever, cover it. Dance with it. It's not the information. It's not the, it's not the ideas. It's the essence of God giving himself to the essence of every Jew. That's what the Torah is. Therefore, how do we connect with it? We dance with the Torah. Like we're discussing on uh, Yontif about a, a father and a child. That When a father wants to converse with a child and explain to his child an idea, so the mind of the, ch- the father is acting with the mind of the child. However, when a father picks up his child, so there it's not that he's trying to connect with some part of the child. There the father wants the child himself. So it's true that throughout the year we study the Torah, we learn the Torah, we, we, we understand it. Because Hashem gave it to us, so we should internalize it and make it part of us. But what are we trying to internalize? What are we trying to make part of us? The essence of Hashem. That's why the Torah is called bread. Just like when you eat bread, it nourishes you. So too, when you study Torah, it nourishes your soul. It gives you something, of, it gives you a godly light into your soul from the essence of Hashem. And that's also why in the beginning of the day we say the bracha of the giving of the Torah. In the beginning of the day, in the beginning of the year, the focus is more on the essence. And anything, you first have to connect to what the thing is about, and then you could go to the details. So there has to be first the foundation. What's the fundamental element of Torah? Well, the mental element of Torah is this is Hashem Himself. The information, the logic, the back and forth, that's all secondary. And therefore, when we start to learn Torah throughout the year, when we start learning Torah every day, the first thing we do is we dance the Torah. 
And every day, the blessing, the one who gives Why? Because we're, we're, we're not just, we're, not just we, we're highlighting what Torah is about. While you're studying Torah, if a person is carried away by the, the holiness of Torah, you may not understand the Tosos he is learning. So, so um, most of us don't have that problem. But there, I remember hearing a story of a, of a tzaddik. Rabbi Zevin writes a story in his book about the tzaddik and the son. And the tzaddik told his son that when you get into the logical thrust and parry on Torah, you may, you may the, the, the laser-sharp um, precision you need in your mind to understand the Torah may make you forget about the godly quality in Torah. With the logic that you have in Torah, you may, you may forget the, what, what the Torah is all about. So he told his son, if you ever forget the giver of the Torah, I'll tell you what to do. Touch my gloves. So one time they were learning together some, some deep, tra- deep sugya, very deep uh, concept in Gemara. And at that time, the son said, he took the father's gloves and touched his father's gloves. So his father told his son, my son, at that point, I need to touch my gloves too. There's, there, is a, there is something in Torah that you could miss. You could miss what, what it's really about. The, the most important part, which is the Aleph. So that's how the Torah starts at the base to highlight to us it's not the information. It's just, it's just the, it's the essence of God connecting with us. And uh, as we begin the year, we begin studying Torah again, Yes, you have to focus while you're learning Gemara on the Gemara. But before you start studying Gemara, as Alter says in Tanya, you have to think about the giver of the Torah. Not just in the beginning, the beginning, the beginning of the day, when you see the bracha, but Alter says every hour you're studying Torah, since there's a new divine energy in the world, and every hour, Alter says at least once an hour, when you're studying Torah, many hours in succession, there should be a, a, a moment you stop, you think about what is going on over here. This is a giver of the Torah. This is Hashem Himself. So, just like when you write a, a, a Sefer Torah, or you write a Bill of Divorce, the Torah says and it has to be written for the right reasons. So, how is it written for the right reasons? Before you begin writing it, you decide this, you say, I'm writing this for the sake of the Sefer Torah, I'm writing this for the sake of this man and this woman, then the divorce is kosher, and then the Torah is kosher. So too, for, the, for our Torah study to be kosher, the way it's meant to be, before we begin studying Torah, we say, I'm studying... Hashem's Torah. I'm thinking about it. I'm not just learning Torah. I, I don't know if, if I was if I was a chassidshi like this gentleman here, I would do a dance before I enter. Like, 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 what's going on over here? Should dance. Before, I mean, okay, dancing is takar. But that's the idea. The idea of saying a bracha for learning Torah is what are we doing over here? So, anyways, Chaim Leib should help us. We should connect with not just the information on Torah and the Torah, but the what the Torah is about. Like the essence of ourselves, the essence of Hashem. And uh, get there. Any, any questions or comments? All right. Have a great day. Later out. Recording.